You're listening to The Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, thank you for joining me today on episode 101 of the Blended Family Podcast. Last week, we celebrated 100 shows, and I announced that I'm opening up space in my schedule for coaching. I really enjoy working with you one-on-one, and it's something I've been doing on a limited basis, but now I'm allowing more time for it. I also announced a contest, which is still going on only until midnight tonight. If you want to win a free hour coaching session with me, which is a $65 value, here's what you need to do. Share my website, blendedfamilypodcast.com, on any social media platform of your choice. So that could be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Then screenshot the share, email it to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com with an explanation of why you want to win. It's that simple. I'll announce the winner next week. If you don't win, but you still want to schedule a session with me, there is a coaching page on the site. Or you can go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule, and that will take you right to my scheduling page. I'm keeping the cost low for you right now, but I won't be able to keep it that low forever. This is the cheapest it is ever going to be. I know finances are tight within most blended families, which is why I've discounted my rates. And if you're on the fence and you're not sure if you want to work with me or not, or maybe you have some questions, please feel free to contact me. We can talk all about it. I did also want to mention a new five-star review that I got on iTunes from MXplorin, and they said, wish I had found this podcast years ago. It is a very informational and supportive environment for anyone blending a family. Thank you so much for that review. It means a lot to me when you do it, and it helps me tremendously in iTunes so that I'm more visible. Therefore, I'm able to reach more families. If you want to leave me a review, I've created an easy link which is blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash iTunes. Just go there and click write a review. Thank you again. So today's topic is 10 ways to boost your child's self-esteem. It's another topic I know about from experience. As a child, I struggled with low self-esteem and I learned as an adult how that was really damaging for me. And I also have a daughter who struggled with it as well. And I saw what it did to her. Many of you have more than one child, and so there's a good probability that you might have a child who struggles with having a low self-esteem. Sometimes it's very noticeable, and other times you may not notice it at all. So today we'll talk about self-esteem, why it's important, what to watch for, what we can do to help, things like that. Self-esteem is a feeling of satisfaction that someone has in himself or herself and his or her own abilities. That's the simple definition. But when we think of someone's self-esteem, we think of how that person views himself. What is the story she tells herself? It can go deep. Sometimes you can visibly see whether or not someone struggles with it. But don't be fooled. There are some people that come off as confident, almost cocky in a way, and you'd never guess that on the inside they struggle with their self-worth. So many adults have issues with this. But today, I really want to focus on the children. Raising kids 
to have a healthy self-esteem means less adults living without it. It's much easier to help our children grow up with a healthy self-esteem than to try to change an adult's perception of their self after years of self-abuse. And I almost shouldn't say self-abuse. There are many cases where low self-esteem comes from abuse from others. But as we get older, we turn that into self-abuse, self-loathing, and we keep telling ourselves the same story. So let's talk about why self-esteem is so important. If we do not love ourselves, we cannot teach others how to love us. If we don't place value on ourselves, we can't teach others how to value us. Our journey with our self-esteem starts the minute we're born. Maybe we aren't aware of it as infants, but our world shapes us right from the start. As children, our parents play a huge role in how our self-esteem develops. We look to them for survival, for love, protection, for admiration. Parents are extremely important here, but I will say this. It is not only a parent's responsibility. I definitely don't want you to think it's all your fault if you have a child with a low self-esteem. Sometimes it's just within the child. As a parent, though, there are things that we can do that can hinder or help, which is why I'm doing this show today. A child with a healthy self-esteem, what does that look like? They will choose friends wisely. They'll have self-confidence. They will seem positive and happy most of the time. They aren't overly concerned what others think of them, and they handle setbacks or disappointments with ease. On the other hand, a child with low self-esteem may run with the wrong crowd. You may notice that they have poor choices in friends. They may struggle more in school, allowing their grades to slip. They might be people pleasers. You can go back and listen to episode 99. We talked all about that. They can have behavioral issues as they might be seeking attention or they just don't expect much from themselves. They might be promiscuous, trying to get their self-worth from others. All kinds of negative things can come from a child with a low self-esteem. Lots of times, low self-esteem can happen to a child for no apparent reason, but other times it grows from specific reasons. In blended families, there are cases of absent parents If your child or stepchild has an absent parent, a mother or father who have stepped out of their life for whatever reason, this can cause self-esteem issues. Some children have parents who are in jail or they have parents who don't want anything to do with them. The child is going to take the blame for that. They'll think it is their fault that the parent doesn't want to see them. In other cases, maybe we're dealing with a parent who isn't necessarily absent but unfit abusive maybe. And again, this will cause issues as well. So you want to pay attention here. You can't control what is going on with that parent, but you can do damage control. At least you can be aware of what that parent's actions can do to your child's self-esteem, and then you can help them so it doesn't become a major issue in their life. Let me talk personally for a minute because I want to show you how it can manifest differently for different people. When I was a kid, I had a low self-esteem, very low. I don't know why or where it came from. I had good parents, and I definitely felt loved by them. But for me, I never thought I was pretty or good enough. 
I couldn't talk to people, which resulted in extreme shyness and social anxiety for many years. Nothing too damaging, but looking back now, I realized that I missed out on a lot due to fear and my low self-worth. And it took me up until I was an adult to grow out of that. But I think I still have some residual baggage, part of that being my current struggle with people-pleasing. My daughter, on the other hand, she had a completely different experience. Hers manifested in major behavioral issues, which I've talked about on the show a little bit. She would choose the worst friends, constantly get into trouble, and she never loved who she was. She didn't even like who she was. In the past year, I've seen a dramatic improvement in her, right about the time when she actually started liking who she was and what she looked like. So you see, two of us with the same struggle, but entirely different behaviors. And for her, it took much less time to turn things around than me. And I really think that is because I was aware of her issue and I've been working with her, trying to help her. Whereas with my parents, I don't think they really knew what was going on with me. So I never had help. I had to figure that out on my own and it took so many years. So today, I'm going to give you 10 ways to boost your child's self-esteem, which is good for all children in a blended family or not. Also good whether they suffer from low self-esteem or not. All children need to be encouraged to have a healthy sense of self-worth. So here we go. Number one, give them lots of positive reinforcement. When you catch them doing something right, recognize it. Looking back, I know this was one of my mistakes with my daughter. She was so badly behaved and I spent so much time disciplining her and correcting her bad behavior that all she heard was negativity. Don't get me wrong, you have to discipline. But just as often, you need to point out when they do something right, even if it's small. If you catch them following directions, say thank you for following my directions. If you see them being polite, Notice that. I can't go back in time, but nowadays with my daughter, I've been telling her how proud I am of her a lot. And I am. She's really been making an effort to be better. A couple of weeks ago, she even said to me, you know, mom, it feels so much better having parents who are proud of me rather than parents who are disappointed in me. So she gets it. And I get it too. It hurts to admit that I fell short there years ago, but I learned from it. Number two, Compliment them often. There is a difference between compliments and overdoing it. If you spend too much time over-praising your children, it won't come off as sincere. They'll know if you're lying. So for instance, if they're horrible at singing, let's say, and you tell them that their singing is the best singing you've ever heard, well, that's not being sincere or helpful. But compliment often with appropriate compliments. You'll notice that Some kids could care less about hearing it and others will eat it up. Depends on what type of kids you have. I think it's very important to tell our daughters that they're beautiful. The school environment can be harsh and girls can be really mean to one another. Between that and the beauty standards on TV and in magazines, well, our daughters can feel like they're not enough. Most importantly though, compliment them on their positive attributes. Are they kind, a good friend? Are they responsible? Are they giving? Notice those things and always, always tell them 
you're proud of them. It's such a simple but powerful statement. Number three, allow them choices. We all know this when we have little toddlers, right? Do you want the peanut butter and jelly or the cheese sandwich? Works way better than you're having a cheese sandwich. Children need to know that they have some say in what they do. When you can, give them options. Let them make some decisions on their own. That's how they learn. You can help them by showing them which actions will have which consequences and let them figure it out. And sure, they may make a wrong choice and they may stumble, but eventually they'll gain confidence by learning how to make wise choices, which will boost their self-esteem. Obviously, there are some things where they may not have a say and that's different. I'm talking about situations where you can bend a little bit. Number four, put them in a sport or hobby. Nothing boosts self-esteem better than excelling at something. Every child has a talent or passion. You just have to help them find it. Just be careful to not put them in something that you want for them if they don't want it. Maybe you were the star football player back when you were a kid and you want that for your son so bad, but he just doesn't share that passion. Or maybe you were a dancer, but your daughter would rather play an instrument. And it's hard because sometimes we want for them something that's not their path. Find what it is that makes them light up. You'll know by the expression on their face, the excitement in their voice when they talk about it. And they may take on many different things before they find what they truly enjoy. The idea is to get them involved in something that they can excel at, and this will boost their self-esteem greatly. Number five, give them responsibilities. These days, we coddle our kids and try to make life easier for them than we had it. But giving them no chores or responsibilities doesn't help them grow. And it doesn't give us a chance to compliment them on a job well done. Having them take on some responsibilities around the house will help them feel important. You can give them chores, but also other things like learning how to pick out their own clothes, making their own lunch or breakfast, and being responsible for their own hygiene are all things that they can do to learn how to be responsible. Number six, help them set goals. Setting goals and achieving them is something that they can learn young, but they will use their whole entire life. And what a great feeling that they'll have when they set out to do something and they actually do it. Talk to them about their goals. Help them set goals. Some kids might aspire to make a team, while others might want to learn to cook or run a race. Maybe they want to earn straight A's. Whatever they want to do, help them. You can show them how to come up with a plan to achieve their goal. When they actually accomplish what they've set out to do, well, the look on their face will be priceless. Number seven, work on your own self-esteem issues. This is actually a big one. Remember that our children are always watching us. If they see that we have esteem issues, they will mirror that. Perfect example. How many of us women look in the mirror with disgust, complain about our weight or our skin or some other flaw that we think we have, not even aware of the little girl standing behind us, staring at her own reflection in the mirror, wondering about her own body? If you have esteem issues, don't show them to your child. Instead, let them catch you being kind to yourself 
Say something you love about yourself out loud in front of them. Number eight, help them with their own self-dialogue. When you hear them being negative about themselves, point that out and teach them how to change that. How many times have you heard your child say, I'm so stupid, I'm ugly, I'm bad, or I can't do it. Teach them how to recognize it the moment they say it. You'll have to point it out at first, of course, but then you're gonna teach them how to notice it and then teach them how to replace that thought with something positive about themselves every time. Eventually, they'll learn how to correct it themselves by habit and hopefully in the long run, they can stop it altogether. How many of us adults should be doing this too? Lots of us. Number nine, teach them about mistakes. Making a mistake is a self-confidence crusher, but it's inevitable. They will make mistakes and lots of them. The best thing we can do is teach them how to use that mistake as a learning experience. If they can find a lesson to learn from the mistake and use it to grow, then it's not a mistake after all. The same can be said for any letdown or bad experience. Help them learn how to use that experience to make them better. Kids never seem to understand why things happen to them, right? They always say, why? Why did that happen to me? Most adults don't either. But if we can say this instead, this thing happened for you, not to you. If something happens for you, that means there's a reason for it and there's something to take away from it, a lesson. And number 10, show unconditional love. This sounds obvious, but it is so important as parents that we show unconditional love to our children, no matter what their behavior, what they dress like, what their choices are, what their sexual orientation is. They need to know that we will love them no matter what. If a child doesn't feel loved by a parent, they will have self-esteem issues. This doesn't mean you can't show disappointment or anger when necessary. It just means that no matter how angry or disappointed you might be, that they still need to feel your love for them. So let me repeat those 10 for you. One, give positive reinforcement. Two, compliment them often. Three, allow them choices. Four, put them in a sport or hobby. Five, give them responsibilities. Six, help them set goals. Seven, work on your own self-esteem issues. Eight, help them with their self-dialogue. Nine, teach them about mistakes. And 10, show unconditional love. And I will put that list in the show notes for you as well. Now, I wanna talk about a few things not to do. I've given you 10 things to do. But here are a few things I want you to avoid doing because they are things that will not help your child to boost their self-esteem. It will actually crush their self-esteem. Do not do everything for them. Kids learn how to be self-sufficient and responsible by learning how to do things on their own. If we do everything for them, they won't learn how good it feels to accomplish things by themselves. Helping is okay, but taking over is not. If they have a project to do and it's too hard to do alone, Help them, but make sure they do most of the work. You can oversee and direct, but doing the project for them while they go play a video game isn't helpful. They may appreciate it right now, but they really need to learn how to do it on their own. 
Same goes for cleaning their room. I can't tell you how many times I have gone in and cleaned their rooms myself just because I knew I would do a better job because the room got too overwhelming for them to handle. But I was wrong. Now I'll go sit while they do it and I can kind of direct them, tell them where to put things, but I allow them to do it on their own. So just don't do everything for your kids. I know you're trying to help, but in the long run, you're hurting them. Next, do not compare them to others. This is such a big one. Why can't you be more like your friend Johnny? He isn't such a pig. Why can't you get good grades like your sister? Any comment like this is damaging to a child's self-esteem. Whether you're comparing them to a sibling, a friend, or anyone else, it's all bad. My dad was amazing, and he loved me more than anything in this whole world. But I remember that he always used to compare me to this family friend, this young girl who was my age. She used to dance and sing, and she was in several competitions, and he would always ask me why I wouldn't do the things that she did. And I know that he only wanted the best for me, and he didn't mean it to hurt me, but it did. I always felt like I wasn't good enough for him, and it stuck with me. So just watch the things that you say. Embrace your child for who they are, not who you want them to be. Not to mention comparing them to siblings will cause resentment between the kids later on. And the last thing, do not name call. Self-explanatory, really. Most of us know better, but we all slip up sometimes. Do not call your child stupid, bad, ugly, fat, rotten, lazy, or whatever else derogatory name you can think of. There are ways to talk to our children and that is not it. Those are some harsh words I threw out there, but there are also less obvious insults, but still insults nonetheless. What you speak into your child becomes their truth. So be careful of slinging insults. And that is all I have for you today. I really hope that I've given you some tools that you can use with your own children to help boost their self-esteem. If there's anything that you'd like to add, please feel free to send me some feedback at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com or join the conversation over in the private Facebook group at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. And as always, all of the links that I mentioned in the show are always in the show notes for you. And I will be back next week with another show for you. And I hope you all have a wonderful week. Bye, everyone. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.